Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Chris Strong is on the ones and twos, and you rock with us on this Tuesday. Thanks for rocking with us and listening to us, however you're listening and wherever you may be listening. Thank you for making us part of your day. Uh, you can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. Again, 877-881-1053. Or you can watch us by searching 105 Through the Fan on YouTube or going to twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. Here in about 20 minutes, we'll go around the association, talk about some of the things that are happening in the National Basketball Association. That's why we call it Around the Association. But right now, um, <clears throat> I want to go back to earlier this morning on Sean and RJ. They get a chance to talk to the owner and general manager of your Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, every Tuesday during the NFL season. And I found I found him somewhat insightful today, maybe more so than normal, which is funny because – you can there's absolutely a way you can listen to what he said and just be like, yeah, that was not insightful whatsoever. It felt interesting because it felt like a departure from what he said before. And you tell me if you hear it the way that I do. Okay, Blake? Let's do it. Because there was a few things that he was talking about when it came to the coaching and the front office of this team and the ways in which just like we were talking about last segment with um with um what's my guy's name? My goodness, head coach of the Titans. Vrabel. There we go. Mike Vrabel. Wow. Name just escaped me. But, you know, we're in that time of year where teams are looking for coaches and they are, you know, requesting interviews with your team. And so we begin with cut 22 from Jerry where, again, the last couple of off seasons, Dan Quinn has been a highly sought after um, a commodity and you've managed to keep him. So they asked Jerry Jones this morning, do you think you can keep Dan Quinn through another offseason of head coaches being hired? Well, let me put it like this. Uh, uh, we've had uh, several uh, of our coaches. Uh, we've had several notices. We don't have to give permission anymore under the most circumstances. But we've had several of our coaches already receive letters of request. Uh, that's what happens when you have success is uh, your coaches uh, uh, become available for elevations and, and opportunities. And... Uh, uh, it happens throughout your organization, and so uh, that's just part of it. And uh, uh, the league is built so that it promotes advancement of, of uh, coaches and, and uh, basically uh, executives that have uh, been a part of a successful uh, team. 
So that's fairly stand, standard fair. He, like, he, hit, he hit it right on the nail. That's that's something that we've heard Jerry Jones say. Now, he, here if you hear it kind of the same in this next one from Cut 23, where Will McClay has had some um, rumors around him possibly joining other places. This is Cut 23 on what does the future hold for Will McClay. I, I uh, uh, will really say to you without trying to be evasive in any way, we have had over a handful, and by the time the day is over, we may have three handfuls of requests to talk. And so um, uh, uh, Will definitely is uh, one of the ones that uh, get talked to, but we'll have as many as 15 or 20 before we're through. Common nowadays because of the turnover that you have around the NFL. But uh, you can't uh, in any way be discouraged by that. And a matter of fact, you might even... Uh, want to encourage that because that creates a, a real opportunity for uh, somebody to come in and advance their careers by joining you when you have a vacancy. And we'll probably have several vacancies this year. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard Whoa. the last part, right? Like, Whoa. For the most part, that sounded like, okay, this is another standard fare. Like, hey, man, you know, Will McClay, they talk to him all the time. We ain't worried, right? Dan Quinn, that you know, that's part of the business. That's how the NFL works. People get talked to. It's cool. But at the very end, Jerry Jones like we'll probably have several vacancies. Is that a slip up? <laughs> like, I don't know, right? Like, what do you make of that, Blake? Because I heard that and I was like, huh, okay. It's probably fair to assume just generally that you know there will be some you know people that leave, and maybe it's as simple as that, or maybe that is Jerry Jones hedging all of that conversation about the idea that hey man, you know, people get talked to all the time. It's no big deal with. Yeah, but we are anticipating that maybe just maybe we can't hold on to everybody. This Man, time. I hope I hope we're wrong. I hope Jerry's just talking because you. I don't think you can lose Dan Quinn and this team be the same. I know people have been very critical of him and kind of the late game scenarios and the defense and it hasn't been perfect, but I think it's been better than before. But yeah, the fact that he's saying there could be vacancies that's not something you exactly want to hear as an organization, but. Especially when the, that particular question comes in response to Will McClay. Yeah, we need Will. Will McClay, obviously. They're one of the best drafters. Uh, a very important part of your personnel department. Based, he, in essence, works like the GM for this team. Obviously not having the GM title. That remains with Jerry Jones. But a lot of teams, he's well-respected around the league. He's remained here because, obviously, the money is good. But then also, you know, I imagine that there are some other aspects. I think there's been conversations about the way that he has a, you know, he has a son and that they wait, you know, in school. And, obviously, you want to remain close and don't want to move them around, right? So there's that. But still, like, you do wonder if eventually there comes a time where that decision ultimately gets made and you cannot keep passing up opportunities um, for Will McClay. And maybe, just maybe, that's – what Jerry Jones is alluding to because that's in that in the question that he was asked was about Will McClay and in that answer he talks about the idea that they will have vacancies I mean it kind of goes to the point of when I think about this when he said this league is meant to elevate and promote and yes to some teams that can't afford to like oh man well this OC did really good mm-hmm. for a century he's going to get more money and want to be go be a head coach somewhere that's not really a problem with Jerry Jones. His hand is not cramped when he's writing checks. No, and you know what? Let's let's take that into cut 24 here because, again, um, and yes, from the 808 before I move forward, they say they think it means the, the de- defensive back coach or something like, like Al, Al Harris. Harris yeah. A lot of, lot of good, uh, good things to be said about Al Harris and the ways in which the secondary is played. 
maybe that he'll get a job, right? A defensive co- coaching job or, or something like Those that. Those DBs no, love him, though. No different than Philly loved last year, right? But again, maybe it's that, and obviously that's that's light. It's possible, very possible that that's what he's talking about. But I think the way that he left that open was interesting. And going forward, you mentioned that Jerry Jones is not afraid to write a big check. They asked him, when you try to get someone to return, does it all just come down to who writes the biggest check? Well, uh, you've got to have some logic behind why maybe uh, another year or two uh, would uh, change the scene for him and have a better uh, a better situation and better opportunities. So it's a combination of those things because if they were – looking at a situation that would improve their finances, then that's something you have to uh, talk about and should talk about as well. But uh, uh, certainly that's uh, uh, that's a, a part of it is uh, uh, if um, you uh, do uh, uh, want to keep somebody, then you have the ability to uh, uh, counter and, uh, uh, you know, counter it. But here's the thing that I want to make sure is – the I had a guy one time tell me I went to see him about Exxon giving a, a contribution, a political contribution for Bill Clinton, of all people. And the guy, I said, I know uh, he's returning for governor and you'll want to contribute to it, Exxon. And he said, Jerry said, uh, you know, uh, governors, senators come and go. Exxon's infinity. We're going to give you a little governor some money. <laughs> Exxon's infinity. So the facts are that I will say, including yours truly, the NFL is infinity relative to a story like that. And in a sense, the Cowboys are too. And all of us that get to be a part of this thing uh, come and go. Mm-mm-mm. It comes and goes. So that's that's a patented Jerry Jones anecdote, as he likes to give it. But, the, okay, so let's break that down and what his response was again, right? The question, again, being, when you try to have someone return, right, does it just come down to signing a check? And where Jerry Jones starts first with is, obviously, you need to have a sell. Yeah. And that sell being maybe just, you know, how another year or two in the same place can make your profile bigger and get you more in what you're trying to seek out. I, I find that interesting, right? Because it sounds like that Jerry Jones has used that sell. Like, hey, you could go out and get a job now. And or that's my thing. you yeah. can remain and make it and, you know, make your profile bigger. Dan Quinn's already done that, hasn't he? Yep, Uh, Will McClay has already done that to some extent. And again, I'm not saying that that's precisely what's happening in those circumstances, but in what he laid out, that's that's always there. And then, and again, I'm I'm reading, and maybe I'm reading too hard and squinting, and maybe I need glasses. But ultimately, on the back end of that, that anecdote, he basically gets to the point of, all right, cool, individuals are cool, but the star is the biggest part of this. Yep. So maybe don't worry so much about the individuals. Worry about the star, the Cowboys brand. And that maybe makes me think that he's trying to take some of the attention off of just this individual player or coach or personnel person or whatever. They're great, but this thing's going to keep churning. Which, keep running, yep. which in a way almost feels like hedging to make sure that if and or when one of those people does move on, that it's like, hey, this is cool, which does not feel like where Jerry Jones was last year when it felt like. We're going to do everything we can to retain. I, I, you know what I mean? I like I like how you put that. And unfortunately, I like how you put that because it makes me a little bit more weary because, like, some of these guys are going, like, yes, we'll, we'll just use Al Harris, for example. Do you want to go be the D.C. at at this Carolina-type team and, and be there? Or, do, or Dan Quinn, do you want to be the head coach at Carolina? He probably could get Hell it. Hell no. 
Or do you want to be on a team that's constantly going to the playoffs and you're getting almost more buzz as the DC for a team that's winning in the playoffs constantly? Or does he not see, I'm not using anyone, plugging any coach for the Cowboys. Do they not see the Cowboys as a future resume builder, like, like Reggie just said? Do they not see it as furthering my career, furthering my portfolio? I can go do it somewhere else. And I would say for most of the coaching jobs open, I would say staying under the star and getting probably the most money because Jerry said we can counter any offer. Getting the most money, I think, is in the best interest. But like like the fan text saying, like, we've already heard it. I mean, it's a revolving door. It's very hard just to keep every piece of your coaching staff every year. People are going to leave. People are going to come and go. They're going to get better offers. But you hope for the best that that core, that OCDC, Al Harris, McCarthy stays. At least I do personally. So we'll see what they do going forward. But like you said, Jerry, you're kind of an ominous hedge kind of out there of we'll see what happens. But the star is infinity. Yeah, and – I don't know. Again, I, I'm trying I'm trying to kind of appreciate what I felt in that moment without going too far. Because, again, Jerry be talking, right? We know this about Jerry Jones in this place in particular when he gets on the fan and just and he, he knows how to stir it up. He tells us that pretty uh, blatantly and openly. But I don't know that that's, this is something that you necessarily want to stir up in a way, right? And so, again, I and it reasonable, I think even without what he said, in this uh, interview, Jerry Jones, are we all outside of Jerry Jones would probably look at Dan Quinn and be like, hey, man, he's passed up a few coaching jobs. He could probably get whichever one he wants. You can't, It's reasonable to expect that that doesn't keep happening, right? Mm-hmm. I think the scary thing, and you tell me if you agree or disagree, is the idea of losing Will McClay. Yeah. Will's been a big piece because I know some people want to talk about the miss. He's also got a drafted Mike, or I want to draft it, advised to. Also got a drafted CD. That all like all the guys that we 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 claim to fame here without Will McClay may not be here. I'm not gonna say for a fact because it's obviously it's a big process that goes into it. But player personnel is kind of what it comes down to when you look at this roster and what Bobby was talking about, how good the talent is, even though they're not disciplined, the person who's bringing that talent in is Will McClay. He doesn't get all the shine and all the notoriety, but he is an integral part of how this team is is foundationally good. Every year where we're just like, we've got the talent. Because of someone who's able to evaluate it and see it within the team, within the draft, within college, and figure out who needs to be on the team, what team fits best. I'm sure they're going to knock it out again in the draft next year. You're going to have a miss here and there. Not every single pick you've ever made in your life is going to be a hit. But we've also had a lot of good hits. Look at the team. Yeah, and look, it's it's early, but I, the timing was simply, these were the things that Jerry Jones said this morning on Sean and RJ on 105 to the Fan. And so... These are not things that you immediately need to worry about. Obviously, Dan Quinn is already doing interviews and or we'll, be I imagine we'll be doing interviews soon. And then after the divisional round, we'll see um, how, you know, if, if he has in-person interviews and how that fans out. Right. And we'll, Will McClay, there's rumors that he could possibly, you know, be out there. And so that's another uh, thing. Uh, and I know I know Broadus has also talked about the idea that Will McClay loves Dan Quinn. So yep. it might just be that. Some of some of this is tied together. There's a through line where maybe Dan Quinn goes somewhere and you have an opportunity to have a GM head coach combo because they already have a working together. And I think that might be even the scariest portion of it where you lose them in tandem. But again, we have time before this happens. It's just this was said and it gets you starting quick, to think. Quick tidbit, a little offsides. What is your thoughts on anybody on the coaches have taken interviews while you're in the playoffs. Do you think it is any kind of distraction? Because in my head, because we saw with Kyle Shanahan, Atlanta, 49ers, I've even talked to some Atlanta fans that feel like he kind of just mailed it in because he knew he was going to be the 49ers head coach. What are your thoughts on that? Like, 
do you think it's not really a big deal? It's just a business, or you're like not a big, not a huge one. It's my team that that guy's kind of interviewing around while we're in the playoffs. Hey man, folks can walk and chew gum, right? Like, mm-hmm. especially during this during the postseason right now, it's Zoom interviews, and it's like, hey man, he's talking about football, okay? Right? Like, I, I think that he's capable of doing that. What if one of those goes really well and like, okay, we're gonna this all this sounded good, and you're like, oh man, after the season, I'm gonna sign here while you're trying to get the, another group of guys ready. Do you, if it doesn't play a factor, that's fine. I just wanted to get your thoughts. Do you I, think it plays a factor? I don't believe that okay. it plays a factor because again, this is a dude that go, went through the entirety of the season trying to get to these plays. Like everybody understands what the playoffs mean. I don't believe that at this professional level that you're gonna have guys allow themselves to let something like this take them out of it. Also, I don't know how long those meetings go for. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know if it's a five-hour thing or if it's a 10-minute right. call. And let me tell you, or let me ask you this question to reverse it, hit you with the Uno reverse. Let's do it. If you have a coach that can allow an interview or a few interviews to throw them off of the entirety of their game, how strong do you feel about that coach? Mm, that's a good point. We saw it with Kyle. <laughs> and so, like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't think, I think these guys are so true to this. They're so tied into this football. They eat, sleep, and um, breathe it. I don't know that you know the interview process um, is going to be thrown. Depends how good the interview is. <laughs> hey, we're going to give you ten mil. He said ten mil. Shoot, I can pack my bag, start looking at condos in Miami. <laughs> yeah, I think they still want to win too. I think they still want to win too. It takes so long to be able to get through. You have to go through training camp yeah. and the whole season just to get to this opportunity. And I don't think that you're just like, well, now I got another job. Peace out. I, mean, I think that they're still in. But you know what? That's just me. It's the Get Right right here on 105 through the fan. Reginald Latatula, Blake Elliott here with me. Your Mavs still uh, down double digits at the AAC to the lowly Memphis Grizzlies. I'm starting to get to a point where I'm like, hey, let's turn this thing up. Uh, about four minutes to go in the third quarter, 84 to 73, if I saw that right. Actually, I started saying it. I was like, I forgot the scores. Yes, and now 85 to 73 as they make a free throw. Um, but, again, we'll keep you up to date with what's happening there as the night continues. Coming up next, we go around the association uh, and talk about some of the things that are happening in the NBA. We'll do it next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
They talking at the AAC. It's the get right right here on 105 through the fan. Reginald Atatula alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. We got Chris Strong on the ones and twos and you for rocking with us here on a Tuesday. Appreciate you doing that. Appreciate you texting to the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053 um, from the 940. They asked the question, if if the Cowboys lose Dan Quinn, do you go and get Mike Rabel for a defense coordinator? What do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if he's doing the demotion. Yeah, I don't think that he's going to a defense coordinator. I think he very much uh, is still in the running. Coach for of the year, 2021, 2022, I believe? Relatively, yeah. yeah. Relatively, so, uh, 22? No, not 22. He's still feeling good about his head coaching opportunity. Yeah, I imagine he still has the opportunity to remain in the head coaching ranks um, with that. There you go. Um, 95-79 in favor of the Grizzlies at the AAC. It feels closer, though. The way that they're kind of playing well, right now, it's getting gritty, but ugh, can't play defense. Well, the problem is they're going bucket for bucket, yep. but you're down double digits, so you need you need stops. Yes. Um, and on top of that, it's getting chippy. I mean, you've got Desmond Bain, rightfully so, you know, in a, in a somewhat of a homecoming. Um, talk of his talk because he's been playing well. Mm-hmm. But now you also have like Xavier Tillman out here talking Tillman. that talk. Oh gosh. Um Kyrie Irving getting in the talk of the talk. Now you know it's like real talking that talk when you got Markeith Morris from yeah. the bench. Yeah. From the bench talking that talk. And so look, man, this is this is a contentious game. And honestly, I would have preferred if it was not one because it's contentious because the Grizzlies are doing this to you right now. Yeah. Um at least they're showing some fight. It might just be with their mouths and just talking mess. Um, yeah. How about we do? How about we get some defense? Let's, let's get some footwork going. <laughs> let's get some hip movement. Um, but it's not exactly what you want to see from a John Morantless Grizzlies team that's kind of handling you right now. And it's kind of been all game. It's been this 10, 15 gap, yep. gotten up to twenty at some points. So I think the closest has been is eight or nine at one point. But they've stayed about ten points away the whole game, which is. Not a good look when you're relatively healthy, obviously, without Exum and Lively. Let's go around the association here on the Get Right. And I want to start by talking about another team that's slumping to get away off, uh, get away from that Mavs game right now, at least for the time being. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, dude. Mm-hmm. It's funny because the Milwaukee Bucks, they made the trade for Dame Lillard at the start of the season or before the season, before training camp. And it was very evident to me, at least, that this is going to be a team that now – is trying to up their offense, but defense was going to be a little sketchy, and they were going to have to figure it out. Well, it was a problem early. They did not look like a very good team, and then it seemed like they settled in and found their way, and you looked up, and you're like, okay, they ha- they probably have this figured out. They're you know high up in the standings in the East, and then of late, it hasn't been looking good to the point that Giannis was like, look, everybody needs to be better. In fact, here's a little bit of audio of him talking after the game, mentioning how you know the Bucks just need to play better. Every single thing, everybody has to be better. Everybody. It starts from the equipment uh, manager. He has to wash our clothes better. <laughs> equipment manager's back there like, hold whoa, on. Whoa, whoa. Hold on. Wait, was there a stain? I feel like you could just tell me. You didn't have to put me on front street if there was a stain on the jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, yes, th- that was stated this weekend. Giannis made that claim. And then they came out here, and what did they do? Did they bounce back? No, no, they got smacked by the Utah Jazz. Been there. And, well, you didn't have to do this. <laughs> Jazz will get you when you're not ready for it. I guess, I guess that's fair. They are doing something a little nice with it. You know, they got Larry Markkinen out there mm-hmm. hooping um, and such. But, man, what what are your thoughts on this Bucks team where, you know, obviously they went and got Dame. They had to give up some, you know, pricey capital. And it's a it's a shorter rotation. Chris Middleton hasn't looked that good. Uh, 
does this feel like one of the three best teams in the East, or is this a East that's only between two teams, the I, Sixers and the Celtics? I, I caution myself because it doesn't look great right now, but I believe in Giannis so much in the playoffs that I think he literally just him enough is enough to carry you to six games. Literally just him enough. And you hope that Dame's efficiency can get a little better. He's averaging 25, but he is not shooting well. I mean, he's shooting 42% from the field. And that would be, let's see, if that was everybody on the team, he is in the bottom five. And worth noting, Dame did not play in that game Mm -hmm. versus the Jazz. Mm -hmm. So So, I imagine that that factors in. And that's another factor. But you let the Jazz score 132 points. Their defense has not been good this year. Like, and and it's, I don't want to say it's so weird. Obviously, you let go with Drew. Brooke is kind of, you know, every year kind of takes that half step back and being that mobile rim defender. And Giannis is doing as much as he can, but it's not like Dame's a great defender. So you have Jay Crowder that gets minutes every once in a while. You, you obviously have Middleton, who I think, and, and we talked about the Bucks earlier in the year, I said that he was been the biggest factor of why they're not as good as maybe as he. They expected him to still be that 22, 20 points a game kind of guy. And right now he's just not been able to do that consistently. I mean, one night he'll give you 20, one night he'll give you eight. And for the season, he's averaging 14, which is you're borderlining on kind of what, um, you know, some guys on the maps do. Well, I wow. I, th- I think he, he was going to drop back regardless mm-hmm. because you were replacing Damian Lillard, or you're replacing, sorry, Drew, Drew uh, Holiday with Damian Lillard. Yeah. Drew Holiday does not have a high usage rate. Correct. Damian Lillard does. And inherently what that does is take the ball out of Chris Middleton's hands. And he's been a ball-in-my-hands type player over the last, what, four years Mm -hmm. as he developed into a high-level player, all-star, you know, basically caliber player. And so, yeah, I I imagine that there was going to be a step back. I think the tough part about it is that you need him to be consistent in a way that he just hasn't been because of injuries and such. And you also needed him to add in more defense. And I don't think you've gotten that you from have, him in particular. You haven't gotten that. And then I, you definitely haven't gotten that as an organization. It just does not look like it's all together. And, so, And I, the only reason I said I caution everything is because they haven't looked – I mean, they're so second in the East. I know we're, we're holding them on a the high scale. They haven't looked amazing. But when the playoffs come, I'll still say, like, if they were matched up against the Sixers, I'm not going to be, oh, the Sixers are going to win just on paper. I'm like, you never know. I mean, Giannis is one of those guys that can take it to seven just by himself, and now you have Dame that can maybe take over a game or two. So I'm not counting them out. Definitely not in the East. They haven't looked as pretty as we want, but it takes a while with these stars. But I don't think anyone's messing with the Celtics. And over and all, I just – you know they still haven't lost at home. They have not lost a single game. I don't think – 17-0. and 0. Good I, God. I, I, don't think, I don't think the Bucks can mess with them when it comes to just their one through five. Honestly, no teams in the East have great depth. Those top three teams, all their benches are pretty porous. Sure. But the best five is the Celtics and then – and the Bucks are very top heavy. The Sixers are probably going to make moves at the deadline yep. that uh, yep. uh, allow them to add to their their depth, possibly. Um, wow, yeah. So that's what's happening with the Bucks elsewhere around the association. Um, uh, man, if you want to talk about a team that's actually really real life going through it, how about the uh, Golden State Warriors? Who they we talked oh, about them making a trade. Chris Paul yep. has been very important for them mm-hmm. uh, for good and for bad um, this season. And they're going to be without him now for an extended period of time as he has a hand injury that's going to make him miss time. Um, and so what ooh. does this team do, Reggie? Let's cut to it. What does this team do? I I am so frustrated with this team and 
the reason I say this because when me and Alec were on, mm-hmm. we did a how they wasted their young core. They had Wiseman, Poole, Moody, and Kaminga. Two of those guys are traded. The other two guys are unhappy with their role. And it just feels like they have fumbled the bag. I, I wish I was a smart to be like, okay, they'll just do X, Y, and Z, and they'll be good. And I don't know what they're going to do. Well, you know what they're going to do is they're going to have to just try and see if they can cobble things around Steph Curry because uh, quiet. it's easy to forget that, you know, in the you know 2022 run to the championship for the Warriors, they were trying to do the play for now and play for later. And people gave them credit for the play for now, play for later, except it was all the play for now players. It was all yeah. the Clay <laughs> and the Andrew Wiggins it. and the Draymond Green and, Kevon of course, Looney. the Steph Curry and the Kevon Looney. It wasn't any of the Wiseman or Kaminga or Moo. Um, I almost did the um, Kendrick Perkins. Moosey Modi. Moosey Modi is Mo- crazy. Moosey Moody. Uh, Moses Moody. And so I think that. Now they're coming to a place where, hey, you have to try and integrate more of those other players. You got no choice. (laughs) Because Klay Thompson is not as elite of a shooter and definitely not as elite of a defender. Draymond Green is not not playing. (laughs) But then even when he is playing, it's not nearly as effective as in the past. And then you're not getting the scoring from Jordan Poole, right? Andrew Wiggins is really the big thing. It's like... Everything about him is significantly less. He's Literally not sh- everything. You can look at any stat. Shooting in the twenties <laughs> when it comes to three point percentage, yeah. and he's not very good from the floor in general. And so he was at some points your third best, maybe second best yeah. player during that run. Yep. Like you need more from other facets, and they are just not getting that. And so some of this feels like the only thing that you could depend on anymore is Steph Curry, and that's not enough in and of itself. Yeah, because teams league. are just trapping them. Yeah. Make someone else score. Make someone else play. Make teams like what teams were doing to the Mavs with Luka. Now, obviously, when you have Kyrie and all those other guys, it makes it easier. But it's tough when you just got one guy that can really set up your offense and score the ball. Teams have just realized, we're just going to blitz blitz you and make someone else score instead of the offense. But Steph is so great that he's still been able to win games by himself. But what are they, 11th, 12th in the Western? Now, they're not good, and I don't see a way that they fixed it. Obviously, Kaminga... I think I read out a stat last time I was with Alec when Kaminga plays or when he starts and he plays more than 30 minutes that they're undefeated. And when, yeah. he, and when he does, they play well, but for some reason there's a disconnect between him and the, and the coaching staff. Well, and supposedly they've sat down and talked, but even then he still ends up, you know, getting benched when it comes to Andrew Wiggins. Um, and Andrew Wiggins hasn't played well. And I imagine some of that is when he starts. Andrew Wiggins is not playing, and so he gets all of that time and all that space to exist. But – I understand why you keep trying to get Andrew Wiggins going because if Andrew Wiggins isn't going, you're not going to be able to reach the goals that you want ultimately, I don't Mm -hmm. think. And so that's a tough situation to be in, and it gets only worse as Chris Paul uh, underwent successful surgery yesterday on a fractured left hand, and so he'll be reevaluated in three weeks. They got three weeks without him just before they even figure out what's happening after that. I got a trivia question for you. Please go. Who comes back first, Chris Paul or Maxi (laughs) Kleber? You would imagine Maxi Kleba. However, earlier today, I forgot Maxi Kleba was on the team. Yeah, it's so Brian told us. I forgot Maxi Kleba was on the team because he's been dealing with a toe. And we have gotten no like update. Since like the first month Literally, of the all season. All the reporters, no updates. Not a single one. I was like, man, that toe got to be doing crazy things. And obviously, like, it matters, right? It's if The foot is the foundation of the body. If your feet aren't right, Pinky you're probably toe. not going to be Pinky able to make toe. this happen, right? Um, but, oof, oof, that one. Really, really tough. Now, um... As we've, we're getting to that time where all of the NBA is talking about trades and the potential of trades and who's available for trades. 
Um, the Atlanta Hawks apparently open for all of the business. Everything. They Take have, them all. They they let they let one Fire nice sale. they went let one nice nice little uh postseason run. Let them think that, that that roster was the way to go. They locked in and they have not been any good since. And so now it seems like they're finally realizing, okay, we need to reboot this thing. Supposedly everybody but Trey Young and Jalen Johnson. Yeah, he's a real good young star, good defense. Yeah. So except for them two, everyone's on the block, including you, DeJounte. Got a nice haircut, but not enough. <laughs> it's, I, I, I mean, it was crazy looking back. I complete, I didn't forget, but it's hard for my brain to fathom that that team went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, it's kind of hard to remember, like, wow. I never really think of the Hawks in that high regard, but they were in the Eastern Conference Final, what, two years ago? Wasn't that long ago. It wasn't very long ago at all, but it's just not worked out the way that it's been situated. And now they're ready to trade all sorts of pieces, including DeJounte Murray. And you were telling me earlier – there's a very interesting team that could be interested in yep, the services yep. of DeJounte Murray. If you remember, he was once in a town not too far from Dallas or Houston in the the Riverwalk town, if you will, in San Antonio. And they had him on a team who's one of the most young, promising stars. They shipped him off. They get Wimby. And now it looks like they're going to try to get him back for less than they shipped him off for. Man, man, man. Would that not be a a Spurs classic right there? Get I, Wimby, get DeJounte, and we, and we get more back in the return. I bet Wemby Wemby should be would be happy about that because like hey somebody who can actually pass the ball to me because mm-hmm. it seems like the other dudes don't necessarily I, I, I don't get it Vassal and Shohan are good players I just don't know if it's fitting like they because they're they're not both neither of those guys are point guards or like primary playmakers that I understand with an experiment you don't you're not planning on being particularly good so let's see if you can you know if those players have the possibility I mean hell. Uh, the Houston Rockets probably were one of the first teams that kind of do some of that in just going, hey, James Harden looks like he can be a playmaker. Let's make him a point guard. And all of a sudden, that worked out fairly well for them. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Spurs were going through a similar thing where they're like, hey, we can afford to they try can and afford see to if Shohan is a, a point guard or Vass is a point guard. But as of right now, I personally would say probably not. Might right. need a point guard hey. and maybe DeJounte Murray. When that. you have Wimby on the team, there's a spotlight of everyone's kind of watching rather than just if you're the Spurs of last year where no one cares if they're terrible or what offensive scheme they're running. But now you got Wimby. We're like, hey, might be interesting to watch. Well, there you go. That's uh, some of the things that are happening around the association on the get right on 105.3 The Fan. I don't think you really want me to update the score for you right now from the AAC. Uh, Luka Doncic, a fast break uh, layup. Makes the deficit 18 instead of 20. 105-87 to is the score in favor of the Grizzlies. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Not exactly sure how, but let's get our minds off of that by doing a little sharing time. We'll do that next on The Fan. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula alongside The Fan Phenom, Blake Elliott. Yes, Thanks for rocking with us on a Tuesday here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Uh, again, shout out to everybody that came out to our Odyssey performance showroom at uh, this Odyssey Tower, I guess, or if we, for yeah. lack of a better term, here at 75 and Fitzhugh. Hang out with Jared Sandler, Josh Spores, Josh H. Smith, and of course, the Commissioner's Trophy. 
for your World Series champion text range. Hope y'all got a whole bunch of fun pictures. Yeah. If, if you were there, text in, text in, let us know what your experiences was. Did you did you touch the trophy? Did, were no, you, were, you didn't touch the trophy. Were you bad? You better not trust, touch the trophy. How close did you get? Did you get a picture? Did you talk to any hosts? Did you you bet you bet not to touch. I'm gonna have to come see you if you touch the trophy. Did you, did you talk to my mom? My mom was there. That is true. <laughs> that is true. That, he, was, he was not making a joke. His his mother was literally there. Hi, Miss Kim. Let's. Let, I want to know what y'all's experience was if you were if you were there and if you missed it. Let us know and we'll let you know when the next one's coming up. I don't know when it is. I don't know that we're gonna have the trophy. Okay. Here again. Maybe not the trophy. But we will have Rangers hot stove. Yes. That will continue. You can touch Jared. Jared will be here. I don't know if we should say that. <laughs> I don't know. Was that- I, can I, I just, say that? I just want to help you not end up in an HR meeting. You know what I mean? Like I just in, wanna... in a friendly way. Give him a hug. Be like, hey, Jared, Blake said I could touch you, so I just want to give you a hug, and you're awesome. You know what? I'll allow that. I'll allow that. <laughs> uh, we'll see how Jared handles that. Make sure you record that when that happens. But again, uh, Rangers Hot Stove, we're in that time of year where we're getting gearing up. You'll hear that every week, Tuesdays, I believe at 7, right here on 105.3 mm-hmm. The Fam. Right now. Time to do a little sharing time on uh, the Get Right. And I told you, oh, from the 817. They said your mom was a very nice There lady, we go. Right? Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Um, Let's see. Now, you I don't know. You weren't here yesterday, so you didn't hear about nice. my uh, ordeal with the bed bugs. Oh, please continue. Yeah, I, yeah. I love hearing about bed bugs while I'm in a new apartment. I love it. Continue. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a great point. Um. <laughs> But apparently, uh, some bed bugs were spotted in my apartment, and oh, so initial they, reaction: how how scared were you? Well, I guess I had not fully registered like the full extent of bed bugs, but I was like, hey, 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 hey all right, we got to figure this out. And honestly, to begin with, didn't know exactly. Had to do the Googles. But once we once we're there, it's like, all right, talk to the, talk to the apartment complex. We don't get pest control in there, all that. The thing that I've been complaining about, I actually have been pretty. I haven't been as scared. I guess the most scared I was was last night talking about this on the air where people were like, yo, you might have to get all new furniture and everything. These things, these little suckers are problems, all that. And I was like, oh, my God, this might be an issue. However, um, I honestly had to do the finishing touches because in order for pest control to come, you have to, you know, bag up all your clothes. You have to, like, get all the furniture empty, you know, get all the clothes out of there, overturn the furniture so that they can do treatment along all the baseboards and underneath all the furniture and all that to make sure and, you know, make sure that there's no bed bugs in the furniture, all that. They have to do the inspections and everything. And so in trying to get the, the the house ready for all that or the apartment rather, you know, and obviously vacuuming, doing all the things that I can, I was looking around. And I was like, I, I'm not seeing I, like I, after seeing the first the first uh, grip of them, I'm not seeing Seeing them still in so I was like, oh, so maybe. You, wait, you can see bed bugs with the naked eye? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, mean, thought hey. it was a, I thought it was a microscopic. Like. No, no, no. There's a little, little flat black specks in essence, right? Um, but in cleaning up, um, it, it, it looked pretty good. Like, still pretty clean. So I was like, hey, man, this might not be a big deal. We might have had, we might have had a, uh, you know, just a little scare, but we're going we're gonna to see if the pest control will be able to handle this. And from the 817, they said, did you burn the complex down? Because that's the only way you're going to be safe. Licensed pest control expert expert here. We did not. Hopefully, uh, this hopefully this will get done. I'm scared The, the problem you, is you have to be out the house for four hours while they're doing the pest control. And so I headed to the station, you know. And so I have not even seen what's happening or what the what, oh, that was the, today. what the expert opinion. Yes. Oh. Today, today is the pest control day part one. I don't know if we'll have to come back around and do it again. So I haven't even seen what the assessment is. I'm honestly really crossing my fingers for the pest control dude to be like, actually, false alarm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're wrong. Nah, not an issue um, because I am going to be so sad. 
if that, it's gonna if it's gonna be a hey, this is going to up, overturn your life. You've got a whole bunch of stuff to do and a whole bunch of uh, stuff to buy. I, I I can't have any complaints for the rest of the week. Nope that that puts it in perspective because I thought mine was hard with the moving all stuff. I, I would much rather do that over again than maybe do everything I've done and have it furnished like you do and then be like, yeah, you might have bed bugs and all of it's gone and you got to be out of your house. That sounds like not fun, sir. It hasn't been the worst thing in the world. It's just been a lot of extra work, obviously, now having to, I, you know, I, I do laundry regularly and it's all folded up and hung in the places I need to be. All that stuff had to be cleaned again, right? So I'm, I basically did 511 loads of laundry over the last, I don't know, four or five, four days probably. Um, I done cleaned so many things. I done vacuumed everything about 17 times over. Like I'm, we're trying to make sure that this is all as clean as possible so that we can maybe just maybe avoid the prospect of bed bugs ruining my life. And so with that being the case, just wanted to share with y'all, I will keep you up to date on if I need to buy, um, an entire new apartment and, uh, and, or just, you know, maybe you'll be like me. You'll be in the apartment, yeah, buddy. And that's the last thing I like after having to do all that. Now again, going to find a new apartment complex and find a new, another place Uh-oh. that is a feasible deal. Right. All the these things. Sex. They're trying to help you out. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, being Tolos and being friends. If I do need to be at that place, I really and sincerely hope that I do not need to utilize the the very good um, hospitality of the Tolos, right? So I appreciate y'all. It's great. It's um, great. Somebody said Blake and Reggie roommates. Okay. All right. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Just I'm, no off air. You get no break. Yeah. Reggie had to deal with me. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to infringe upon our guy Blake, who has just got a new apartment. Hey man, how's how how has the move in worked for you? Um. Well, I did my inventory check, and I didn't see any black specks. No, Good. Nope. <laughs> no. No bed bugs to my naked eye. Um. I didn't get a microscope out though, so. You know, fingers crossed. Okay, okay. Um, but I'm currently in the process of half moved in, half not. You know, where bed's still on the ground. Oh, okay. Uh, TVs. We already went through the TV. I don't know. No, if I want to we this. went through the TV. <laughs> the listeners haven't gone through the TV. What happened to the TV, Blake? Uh, so what happened I, to the TV? I decided. I don't know if you remember last time I was on. I was talking about moving. And everyone was like, "Get movers, get movers, get movers." And I was like, "I can do it. I'm a man. I don't need no help." And um. I put in the U-Haul, and almost 95% of it went went to plan. Press pause, press pause, press pause. 877-881-1053 if you want to react to Blake saying that he don't need no movers, he's a man. Continue. Uh, I thought I knew what I was doing, and, you know, I had some friends help put everything in the moving truck. And when I undid it and did stuff out, pretty much everything was together. Nothing was really broken. First thing that was broken was the dresser. The dresser was not broken in transition now. It's one of the more sturdy pieces. No. I was lazy taking it out of the U-Haul. No. Getting it to the ground, no. to the elevator. And I did the whole slide and push instead of the pickup. And there was a part of the U-Haul that was a bump where it was uneven. And as soon as it caught on there, it yanked the back side of it or like the side piece that holds it. Don't you hate when they yank the back side? <laughs> it, it yanked the side piece. So now the integrity of it is just folded in on itself. So now I need a new dresser. And I was like, I wasn't too heartbroken. It was like. I think I got it for a deal, 100 bucks, 120 bucks. Wasn't that hard? Okay, not bad. The heartbreak was the TV. Yeah. So the TV I had in my car, I had it folded with blankets, I had bubble wrap over it. Oh, you took precautions. Took precaution, everything but the bottom side of it, where, it, you know, the. It's the bottom side. It's what, the bottom what, side. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? And when Chris, I, what could go wrong with the bottom side of the TV? A lot, apparently. What? Yeah. So. I, I'm taking it out of my car and I'm kind of yanking at it. It's, it's, it's a big TV, 70 Don't inches, you hate when you're yanking at inches. it. I'm just doing all the quotables right yep, now. Yep, yep, yep. That, yep. that are, it's kind of jammed. 
<laughs> it's jammed in a tight spot in my car. Don't you, don't you hate what it <laughs> It's just, it's in a nook, and I, I, I pull it out. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a problem at <laughs> this on, point. Come on, man. Come and on I, now. I, I lay it on my pillow. There, there you go. go. All right. I, that's, I think that that's one's better. safe. That's that better. safe. And I noticed that there's a little ridge broken up. Now I'm, I'm censoring everything I'm saying. In there my you go. Head. Good. Welcome, welcome to being a professional uh, broadcaster. And I, <laughs> I noticed that there's a little bit of, I don't even know, film. Like the little film part of it's kind of coming out at the bottom. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. I'm hoping that it's just a look, but the TV will be fine. Plug the TV in the other day. And I'm sad to let you know, guys, all I saw was blurred lines. Oh. And I'm not talking about Robin Thicke. Oh. Blurred lines everywhere. TV's cooked. Samsung Ultra UHD, 1080p, 4K, the whole nine. Had it rigged up with lights. And it no longer is going to be going to be in service. Now, the question is, mm. do I go find a TV repair service and get said TV fixed? Nah, or I have a very long wall in my new apartment. Do I just do the upgrade I've been wanting to do and get a projector? Yeah, see, I feel like it's, well, I don't know if you necessarily go straight for the projector, but I think a new one is the way to go. And this is something that kind of stinks about where we're at right now. But, like, we're very, we're a very disposable economy. Like, there's a point in time in America where we, we fix things, right? It sounds like a truck commercial or something. Um, but there was a point in America where we fixed things, right? Things, things got broke, and then you fixed it, and that was not only the smarter way to go about this, the, uh, you know, more, I don't know, economical or uh, eco-friendly, the more economical way to go about it now. The more economical way, because TVs are relatively cheap, yeah. is to go get another just one. Just get another one. You right? go fix it, and you're just investing in something that's going to break again. And let me tell you what you don't want to do is what I did. I have three TVs in my living room, right? Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a half flex because the middle TV, it just decided want to turn off sometimes. Um, and it's been doing that for a long time, but it got really bad, so I took it. To go get it fixed. Because, yeah. again, I'm trying to be, you know. I'm trying to be cost efficient. Well, yeah, I mean. I'll, I'll spend let. 75 here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I went and got it fixed. And it cost a little bit of a pretty penny. Maybe the cost of half of a, a new TV yeah. the same size. Right? I was like, all right. That's not a bad deal. You know what it does? Turn off when it want to. Mm. Right? And, then, and now you've made an investment. And now and you're so, like, I got to give it. And so I'm, I'm just trying to make it past <laughs> yeah. the certain amount of time for my ego to feel like I did a, I did the right thing. That's literally what it is. But at this point, buddy, that TV's broken. It's just broke at this yeah. point. And TVs are so flimsy. It, it never works. And from the... Now the worst part is that you got a Samsung. So you got one of the good ones. Yeah. So it's like, damn. And I did. My, I broke a good one. I, I do my research, and that was kind of the second one. I do my research when it comes to buying a couch, buying a TV, a coffee table. I don't just buy the first one that pops in my head. I'm like, okay, well, what's this one? Well, does this site have it cheaper? Does Wait. this one have a different color option? Huh. So you say you do all the extra work. You do the. You make sure to go the extra mile mm-hmm. when you go to buying it. But mm-hmm. when you're trying to move it off a truck, you're like, yeah, I ain't doing uh, all yeah, that. Extra. I ain't doing all that. <laughs> Dolly, who cares? I don't, I don't do all. Yes, two one four three TV. Sometimes I got to watch the Cowboys and the Mavs and Red Zone. And it happens. I, it happened this Sunday. And literally, Reggie and me talked about this when I first started here. How we watched all this game. And tell me why I, when I t- the first thing when I TV broke, I go, well, Reg was talking about multiple TVs. You know, now is the time that like. You know, I get, I get, maybe I get some smaller TVs. I make a little four setup. But what if I want to watch one movie? So I'm going through it in my head of Buddy, what should if, I do? If I, if I had the money, like the ultimate setup is the four TVs that you can link up to make one big TV mm-hmm. if you need to. That's that's the place that I would like to be. Can you However, do that with any TV? Or does it have to be a certain TV? I, I think you can do it with any TV, but you have to have like a particular setup. Like there's extra hardware that goes in. 
involved. I'll find out later. I have not done the work doing that because ain't no way I got the money for that. Especially not if these bed bugs eat me out of house at home. Yeah, imagine you do that and the bed bugs eat you and you have to rewire rewire it all. Because I'm not a big wire ca- cable management guy. I like it when it's done, but I'm not the person who's just going to go out of my way and do it. It's, it's a big help. I did it in my last place, but I had a friend help me. It can go a long way. Cable management and making sure the wires look nice. Side 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 note. There you go. There's a little sharing time here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Various two different apartment stories. Two very different apartment stories. Um, and send your congratulations to Blake in his new apartment. And tell him whether he needs to buy a new TV or, you know, let's upgrade to the projector. Let him know. 877-881-1053. Coming up next, we get you your headlines on this uh, Tuesday in the Metroplex, including... Not a good result for the Mavericks. We'll do it next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 